Welcome back to season two of the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced running physiotherapist, coach, and marathoner. This season will involve open discussions with my running colleagues about the key principles behind injury-free running and optimal performance. It'll be backed by personal experience, science, and history. I can only hope some of these chats inspire curiosity and expand or confirm perspectives and beliefs amongst the running community. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. brief interlude from the show guys before I get back to it if you have any running injuries or running questions training indecisions and you want to book an online or in-person physiotherapy appointment with myself Dane Verway go to www.runculture.org while there you can also find a link to my online strength and conditioning community where you'll join an exclusive members only Facebook group and gain access to over 220 minute running specific mobility Pilates or strengthening routines Anyway, enough from me, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. This is episode four of season two, and today's chat is the first of two episodes where I chat with three-time Olympian and great physiotherapist David McNeil. We chat about some of the common unconscious biases that are ever present in all our lives every day whether we are aware of them or not we chat about what unconscious biases are why they exist how they can be helpful but also how they can be limiting especially with runners when we become too attached to say our running habits our running identity our goals and our beliefs they can often be blinding and that can lead to errors of judgment Rather, slower, reflective, more open and deliberate thought can often lead to a decision that is less prone to error. By being more aware of our unconscious biases and how they can be limiting, we can change the way we think and more often than not make better life and running decisions. I hope this chat gets you all to self-reflect as that's the aim. Anyway, here it is. Without further ado, and that's enough from me, I hope you enjoy the chat. Let's yeah. get into it. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if you had a look at, at all, um, but I just wanted, I've done three podcasts so far, like one with Brent Layla and two with Caden Shields. And um, I've talked about um, the first one, like, so I'm just pretty much trying to do educational ones now. And the first one was, it was called Complex Systems. So it was talking about the idea that there's never just one reason um behind things there's often like um a multitude of things and so we sort of yeah. talked about that idea and trying to get people to acknowledge that a little bit more in the running community yeah. rather than just yep. blame, blame blame certain things um, <laughs> yeah uh yeah. the other the other one that i did with brent layla was recognizing patterns so pattern recognition yep. and um yep. 
uh, like trying to work out like what's a what's a true pattern and then what's maybe just a false sort of um, association and and mm. going mm. through sort of um, that uh, and then the next yeah. one was this concept of running um, identity um, mm-hmm. and so oh, running IQ uh, sorry running yeah. IQ and and the idea of like you know how like you have some footballers that just know how to read the game and and yeah. they just make the right decision under pressure all the mm-hmm. time so mm-hmm. you got some runners that are just um, quite quite have a good knack of reading their body and and they just yeah. seem to like always seem to or more often than not make the right call when it yeah pin, pin, you know push comes to shove and so yeah. we sort yeah. of talked about that in a running sense like whether it yeah. was during a race or or just from yeah. a tr- training training decision yeah. point of view yeah. and then now yeah. i wanted to like there's a lot of um unconscious sort of biases um that are out yeah. there but i just wanted to yeah. go through just a few um and then yeah, i'll probably just do a few other podcasts with maybe Caden or brent um yeah. uh about the other ones but i don't know if there was any on that list that stuck out to you um like you've i mean yeah, yeah I, I had to flick through them and yeah. it's like i mean it it's it's funny timing because i've just gotten off the phone with a, another good friend and like it's you know you look at all of those those types of biases and 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 things through a physio lens but like at the end of the day it's like you know, those, those same issues come in and come up in every facet of life. It doesn't matter what lens you're looking through it. And it's, it's a fascinating insight into just how the human mind works. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's that all these patterns and, and all these biases are, are more a reflection, not on like science and, and physio in particular, they're just a reflection on what, what the human, human mind is, is hardwired to do. Yeah. Yeah, like um, I've sort of been doing a little bit of reg- reading about them and I guess they, from an evolutionary point of view, mm. I think they sort of existed just to help us survive in a way. Absolutely. Like they're a survival, yeah. like especially if it, like it, they're made to make a decision fast. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, our, so like some of the biases that I've got on this li- list, like liking bias, like if you like someone, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. then you're probably more likely to, to listen to them or, um, yeah, be Absolutely. swayed by them. And, and that yeah. kind of makes sense, I reckon, from a survival yeah. mechanism as well. It's like, well, you just got to make a yeah. decision fast. So you're just like, oh, oh, I like this person. I trust them. I'll do what they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's like, I think it also, it's a, they're all, they're all in some way, shape or form a coping strategy that we instigate to manage the unknown. That's, yep. that's what it is. It's like, it's, it's, uh, and, and you know, I, um, like <laughs> the conversation I've just been having, like, is more from like, if you look back in human history and, and you look at like what religion was, was designed to do, like religion, the whole purpose of it was to explain the unknown. And, um, and, you know, over time, like, and in different cultures, like if you compare religions from different cultures all across the world, like there's so many similarities and they're all a, a, a reflection on, on what it means to be human and, and, and what it's, um, and how, how humans, um, cope with the, the, the unknown and the unexplainable. Um, yep. Yep. and you know, it's, it's, it's the same patterns that we see, like 
you know, in science and, and, and exactly like we just have like fancy names for them, which are like confirmation yeah. bias. And, yeah. um, I yeah. think the, there was one, the ostrich effect and yeah. <laughs> there's an Ikea effect as well. But yeah. it's all like, they're all just like, um, yeah, it's all just like a fascinating look at human psychology. Yeah, no, it's so true. Like I, I've just written a few things that I wanted to just, um, read out. Um, yeah. uh, so what, what is a cognitive bias? Um, so a cognitive bias is a strong preconceived notion of someone or something based on information we have perceived to have or lack. These preconceptions are mental shortcuts the human brain produces to expedite the information processing process. Um, yep. to quickly yep. help make sense of what we are seeing. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I also had like something down here that was very similar to what you were just saying, Dave, like yeah. biases, um, I, uh, down here. Yeah. Biases lead us to avoid information that may be unwelcome or uncomfortable yeah. rather than investigating yeah. the information that could lead to a more accurate outcome. Biases yeah. can also cause us to see patterns or connections between ideas yeah. that aren't necessarily there. Yeah, exactly. Because you know the alternative, which is which is the unknown. That's like you know that's that's cause for anxiety. Yeah. So humans humans are hardwired to to do everything in their power to understand something, even if it's at the cost of like you know logic and 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 like you know sound reasoning. You know. You know, and you see it like, and, you know, there's certainly like in the physio industry, there are researchers that like pull themselves up on it and it's, and it's really, and that's really good. But like, you know, if you've got, um, you know, something that you're, that you're looking at in the world of musculoskeletal injury and, and rehab and things like that, you know, there's more that we don't know than, than what we do know. And, and, and for all the things we don't know, we use clinical reasoning. And like, you know, it's using the best available information we have and, and making decisions based on that. But the, the problem is, is like, um, is that, you know, and this is what we do and we're probably not even aware of it is that we'll start, you know, we'll have a hypothesis or a theory about something and um, we'll keep testing it and we'll convince ourselves that it's that, that, it, that it, that's the case and that's how it is. And, and, um, and and we lose sight of of all that's unknown, um, yep. and and lose sight of the fact that it remains unknown, and um, and sometimes you know, but it, but it's also balancing it with you know, we we're in the business as like as physios of seeing people that want want answers to their questions, so yep. you know they've come to us with unknowns, and yeah. we can't you know it's it's uh, it would be great if we could come back with them back to them with unknowns but that's not what they're uh, they're not that's not what they're coming to see us for they're wanting yeah. some diagnosis and certainty and you know obviously like there's there's heaps of discussion nowadays of like the value of diagnosis um and and does it change what we do and um you know it's one it's one thing to contend with that as a profession but it's another thing to contend with a whole population of people that are coming to see us with preconceived notions of like you know um, you know, the importance of a diagnosis of like, you know, man, I need to get my back cracked and, oh yeah, I've got this scar tissue. Can you like massage it and break it up for me and all this sort of stuff? 
So it's like all of these, like it's a never-ending battle. How do you, yeah, no, how, no. Do you ever, how do you ever get, consider like trying to win that battle? Yeah, no, that's that's so true. Like, have you heard of the blind spot bias as well? It's like uh, not not specifically, but tell yeah. me, I probably like understand what it is. Yeah, it's um where you're blind to your own bias. Um, oh, and, and more, yeah. more like um like listen to so Daniel Kahneman is like a yeah. um. Yeah, pretty famous psychologist in terms of cognitive bias. Like he, he sort of, mm. um, and he talks about it. Like it's, and he says it's hard to spot your own psychological biases in yourself. Um, oh, yeah. Like, because yeah. uh, they often come from sort of, I don't know, just programmed thinking and, and like you're just yeah. so used to thinking that way that you just mm. don't even know that. Like I even yeah. did it yesterday. I was like, I said yeah. to a patient, like, how good is science? Like, science is. Um, the best subject because you just you're taught this um, idea of clinical reasoning and um, yeah. and then she's like well yeah that's a bias like that's just because you like science <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah absolutely uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah it's um, yeah I, I think um, uh, yeah I think taking a step back and just acknowledging that um, and, and with distance and time you um, you're more likely to, um, and sometimes it's, re often it's retrospective. You're like, oh yeah, maybe yeah. I could have done that a different way or, um, sure. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to go over like a few of these biases. Um, mm. I've just got a few today and then I'll, I'll probably do a few yeah. more podcasts on them. Cause I think it's really handy yeah, for yeah. people to, um, uh, listen to them and then they might recognize them in themselves. And then if you're more likely mm. to recognize them in yourselves, you might question the way you think. And that's mm. what I'm trying to do. Um, mm, yes. so the idea of confirmation bias, um, I think that's probably one of the most popular and famous ones. And it's probably the one that a lot of us are guilty of. And I'm certainly guilty of because once yeah. you're like passionate and interested in a topic, um, then that suddenly change, like suddenly you just keep looking for that, yeah. that, that topic or that question. Yeah. And then you, yeah. you might be attracted to evidence, um, or people that support or podcasts yeah. that support the, your way of thinking. And it just yeah. sort of further entrenches that way of thinking. And that's what yeah. confirmation yeah. bias kind of is. It's, it's yeah. how you, you filter your information, um, according yeah. to the way you think. Um, yeah. it's kind of like how Facebook feeds work and, yeah. and the social yeah. media world. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you think of confirmation bias, Dave? And, like, um, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm probably even more guilty of it. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a much less experienced physio than you. And, and I think particular, like it's a huge, um, I won't say it's a problem. Like it's, it's a coping strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and particularly like when you're like, when you're a fresh physio and like, you don't have, you don't have the experience, you haven't seen the, 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 the volume of patients, like, you know, you do, you, you absolutely like you are constantly overwhelmed with unknowns and, um, and without the experience to like actually see things yet, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit, like, you know, someone comes and sees me with a sore shoulder, like, I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the scapula does look like it's kind of winging a little bit or it's like <laughs> anteriorly tilted and like, but like I'm picking my, like things like that and you pick yourself up on them and you're like, 
no, that's what you're hoping it is because then it'll make, like, managing it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and yep. I still, like, you know, there's I still do it. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's the, the biggest thing is being aware of it. Um, you know, is it is it problematic? You know, probably to a certain extent. Um, but at the end of the day, like... When someone comes and sees you and they're in pain or they're they're not able to do what they want to do, like doesn't really matter how you get to the end result, and um, and you can you can use confirmation bias along the way to get there, um, but there's so much overlap with you know the strategies that we use that <laughs> at the end of the day, like and this is like this this will sound like a huge cop out for the profession, but like you know, specificity doesn't really count for a whole lot, a lot of the time. Um, you know, you, you know, you, you might tell yourself like, oh yeah, this person's, um, you know, it looks like they've got a patellar tendinopathy, like let's do some like, um, isometrics, let's do some, um, heavy, slow resistance, gradually build them up, start adding in some more dynamic, um, loads, started adding in some plyometrics, things like that. And all along, like you've you've gone, oh yeah, you prodded at their their patellar tendon and it was a bit tender, but like like, and then you kind of like, oh, but this guy, this guy doesn't jump or anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe he's just got, maybe he's actually just got patellofemoral pain. And then you're like, well, he got better in the end, so I guess it doesn't really matter. So you know, confirmation bias. I think the biggest thing is being aware of it, um, but don't. Don't curse yourself too much if you if if it if it sneaks in every once in a while. I reckon it was like a patient I had last week. He had um, lateral hip pain, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, he's a runner. Mm. I he looks like he could do some work on his lateral chain and and hip stabilizers." Mm. Mm. Um, mm. And I'm kind of looking for 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 it without. Yeah, we're, we're trying yeah. to be like I'm trying to be impartial and stand back yeah. and, and be fair and test everything. Yeah. yeah. But then at the end of the day, I, I gave him hip strengthening. I see him the yeah. next week and he's like, oh, it's no better. Mm-hmm. And then we just like um, take a broader view of the whole thing and not get stuck in the yeah. weeds and the detail yeah. um, and, and don't be as specific, but be a bit holistic. Yeah. And we work out that he's sits with, he sits on his leg. Like he just sits on that left leg all day, every day, homeschooling. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, he messaged me, it's been four days and he's like, oh, pain's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I don't know, like, um, yeah, I, I guess like we can, we can, yeah, be, um, I, I guess it's depending on our experience, isn't it? And what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you see, um, cert, certain things work, then you sort mm-hmm. of, um, start to look for it um yeah all the time and um yeah, yeah I, I i guess um yeah it's a it's a hard hard bias um it's there um but it's just yeah, good it's, to it's, like it's hard to overcome yeah. and yeah. it's um you know if, if it's not a confirmation bias it could be any one of the other ones because that's just what that's that's part of the human experience is we don't like dealing with the unknowns um so we'll do anything to to uh to build an understanding of something even if it um even if it means like hoodwinking ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah so it's almost good to like go oh well i don't know yeah like, yeah, like, yeah 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 but like yeah it's uh yeah it takes a lot of um 
takes a, a lot of, uh, yeah, I guess mental strength and, and, um, and trust and, um, and almost like, dare I say it, a bit of faith in things to, to be able to do that. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, that's, and that's why I say like the most important thing is being able to recognize them. Yeah. Um, not necessarily defeating them. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're part of life. Um, they're always going to yep. be there. But, yep. like, I think, yeah, being not being blind to them means that you're more likely to eventually um, get to the accu- get to a more accurate answer um, yeah. rather than being... Yeah, because yeah. the, flip, the flip side of it is, is, like, you know, if you... Like, the, the danger of it is, is that, like, when you, you know, with a confirmation bias... You, you subscribe to it so heavily and it actually is so far off the mark and you and you um, and then you miss the obvious stuff and that's why I say like the important thing is recognizing it because if you do recognize it if shit hits the fan then you can actually like you can go all right yep you, you're not you're not as you maybe not as tied to it and you can maybe recognize it a little bit easier and yeah but like as I said that the the beauty of like physio is like there's so much overlap between what we do for uh, so many different injuries. Um, absolutely, there will be some times like we absolutely need to nail what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, particularly like things like red flags and things like that. But um, yeah, there's there's plenty of times where you know you someone will get better and you'll have no idea how they did. But you know. It's not that's not so important as long as they're okay and and they're able to do what they want to do and you know don't have as much pain as they did before then that's a good outcome fantastic yeah um next bias is association bias this is where you yeah. link events because they were associated in the past yeah uh, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they were causal at all yeah um, yeah so I, yeah. I, yeah actually i was guilty i was guilty of this last night i reckon yeah <laughs> Yeah, what happened? Like, uh, so I saw I saw someone that came in with yeah pretty typical um, PFJ patellofemoral pain, and um, like the first thing I'm always looking at is their their running loads and seeing if there's there's been a spike or, or shift or anything like that. And um, and like in this case, it wasn't so clear cut. Like they. Um, they and and actually now that I look back on it, maybe it was, but you know they'd been running for a few weeks and then um, and then they started doing like a lot of like high intensity sessions and that's when their um, that's when their pain sort of started. Yep. But um, like it kind of started right at the same time and so I was kind of like, oh, I don't think it's like a sudden increase in load. I think it's the change in the type of load. Um, so I was associating the PFJ with the, this type of load that they were doing, but you know, in reality, it probably was like the the four, five, six weeks before that that, that came on, and and the change in load, like just it correlated with the onset of the pain, but it wasn't the cause of it. The cause of probably the like the yeah, just the the ramping up the four weeks before it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's kind of like um, how I how I really um. Uh, recognize this one it's like your lucky socks or your lucky pair of jocks and and you run well in them it's like you were going to run well anyway there's so many other factors (laughs) like it wasn't just your your lucky socks like 
Yes. That, it might have primed yes. you like and get given you like this mental edge. Uh, there might have yeah. been like a small player, um, but yeah. to be honest, like I feel like that's such a far fetched um, oh, performance yeah. principle yeah. compared to like the bigger rocks um, in terms yeah. of performance. Um, yeah, and I yeah. think that's where we can go down this road of like linking things that aren't exactly causal, and they're just uh, inferring yeah. inferring like a a more direct relationship than there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. I, I, this could be quite contentious and yeah. and again like i i don't have a particular i'm not like um i'm not like as teaming up with one side or the other but like yeah. you know the you know when you when you're treating runners um you know what's the role of like biomechanics in um the development of injuries and um for a lot of clinicians like that is like the holy grail of what you look at. You look at the, the look at the biomechanics and you look at weaknesses and stuff like that. And and so for a lot of people, that would be that would represent like um, the 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 bale of hay um, yep. Yep. and the and the straw that broke the camel's back is is the training load. Yeah. Whereas the other the other the the other way of looking at it is that the training load is the the bale of hay. And it's the biomechanics that was just the last straw that broke the camel's back. So, like, how much, how important is one versus the other? And yeah, I don't have an answer to that. Um, but I know people that think very strongly one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like that, that's that's how. Like, I guess like um, it's a good like topic. Is like, why do people think so strongly one way or the other? Um, mm. And I guess like that's a net result of because they're intelligent people and they're, it's probably just their perspective in that what they've learned uh, absolutely um, yeah and, and yeah. absolutely not to discount them because you know it, it's it's um it's an opinion and it's and it's clinical reasoning that they've developed over a long time and and seeing a lot of people um and they've probably had success with it so if, if something's working absolutely keep keep doing it at the end of the day like the most important person is the person in front of you that you're, that you're treating so it doesn't really matter how you get there but um yeah what was i going to say um oh, i was going to say something else but I've, I've lost my train of thought now <laughs> <laughs> that's all right um yeah I, I thought that neatly sort of links quite nicely to um a couple of other biases that i wanted to go over um as well mm. um just how like some health professionals can be like really niche um in sort of the, in their silos and and treat mm. in, in different ways um mm. i guess yeah. um there's the idea of like halo and authoritative bias um so okay. yep. uh like often like you might be treating a patient that's been treated for 17 years by yep. um someone else and um yep. and uh yeah, I guess like like some like you might have you know had had about three or four appointments, so you're starting to get a good read of the situation, and mm. like maybe like your perspective is a little bit different um, from what they've mm. been given, like their advice they've been given yeah. by someone else. Yeah. Um, the fact that they've spent 17 years, they've got this really good relationship with the other person. Mm. Um, they tend to attribute greater accuracy to the opinion of the more authoritative kind of figure um and uh it's really hard to like even if what you're saying um you know might be quite an accurate kind of suggestion it's hard to change 
someone's opinion when like oh um, hugely yeah um, yeah I mean you you run into so many you run into a whole heap of barriers there um, you know the first is like you know they they have a you know whatever seventeen years of experiences um, to to rationalise you know the way they've done something um, and then yeah if you if you meet another clinician and you know you do bring up any questions like that you know inevitably the ego gets in the way and like so it doesn't matter what you say because they're they're not listening to that that their own all they're hearing is that you're attacking um, their beliefs. And like that's the worst thing you can attack is attack someone's beliefs, because uh, yeah, the first the first sort of natural human protective reaction is like, you know, protect the ego at all costs. Yes, yeah, like so you have to do it. Like you have to do it. Like if you're going to do it, you got to do it really gently, um, and you got to um, yeah. You, you, it's there's a, there's an art to it. I reckon that's a bit of the human touch. Yeah. It's like why they why you have that, you know, biopsychosocial approach to, to to treating people like Yep. Yeah. 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 A bit gentle. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. Um it's yeah, like I think that but I, I think what's made me a better clinician or and and that's that's probably like a, a bias as well. <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh, but like I feel like I've I've got better at um uh been a bit more aware of bias um in in recent years and then yeah. probably and and also like being better at saying oh yeah i could be wrong um yeah. and yeah. um yeah, yeah maybe maybe how i've thought about this is being a bit like yeah it's okay for this population group but maybe for sure. this certain population group it's not as i didn't have as yeah. neat a grasp as i as i did have yeah. and i don't yeah. know i reckon like when you find a clinician that is actually prepared to be wrong um yeah. and it is actually like oh yeah, yeah. it's actually it's so okay to, like yeah yeah it's so refreshing i mean i um yeah we were talking just bef- like before I'd, I'd written this um little little reflection commentary and and this is like this is one of the things you see is like um like and and it was kind of prompted by um yeah some things i'd seen on social media of like this you know um super super smart clinicians like they like no doubt they're absolutely like they're um they're they're highly intelligent and well-researched clinicians um but um yeah they that's also like a little bit of their their um their weakness as well because um you know if they yeah confronted with a conflicting view it's um yeah ego gets in the way um and, and most of the time, like when ego gets in the way, you lose sight of the fact that, you know, each, like if you're having an argument or, or discussing something, there's always more than just one perspective. Um, yep. There's always, you know, there's always, there's prob- inevitably going to be a miscommunication of like, who are you talking about? Like, and as you said, like, you know, it's it, different for different populations and um, different for different circumstances. And, yep. and um, yeah, like... You hear, it's it's so funny like you hear uh when you hear the smartest people in the room like talking about our knowledge and understanding of different different conditions like <laughs> one of the common themes is they always highlight all the things that we don't know yeah yeah <laughs> they say well we don't actually have much we don't actually have much evidence on that we don't actually know the answer to that um and like that's 
like simultaneously annoying, but also like a little bit, uh, I, I reckon it like, you know, it's, um, kind of puts you a bit at ease as well. You're like, all right, <laughs> I'm not missing anything here. It's just that we just don't know the answers yet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think also like if you're getting, if you feel like, oh, like you need a, like you feel like someone is, like you need to like, um, argue with someone or rebut what they're saying. Mm. Like I, I feel like you need to like question whether you're doing it for the right reasons. Like, is it because oh, yeah. you emotionally yeah. got like hurt by it yeah. and you're feeling yeah. uncomfortable by yeah. oh, they're attacking yeah. my belief or is it yeah. because you're actually trying to seek the accurate answer and you're trying to, yeah. to, to collaboratively yeah. find the, the accurate answer? Like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's almost impossible to separate the two. Like, yeah. I think there's always going to be, you know, your intentions might always be good in engaging in like a discussion about something, but yeah, it's um, yeah, unless unless you're a Buddhist monk, it's going to be pretty hard to, <laughs> to completely separate from like, you know, yeah, sticking up for your ego and like, I I I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, that, that's that's yeah, it's that's good, Dave. Like, um, I'm glad I got you on for this because I think you uh, articulate it well. Um. The, I wanted to go over two more and one was anchoring bias, um, which is sort of referring to, oh, I think you can also call it priming um, or recency um, or focus bias. Um, so it's the tendency to rely too heavily or anchor on one trait or one piece of information when making decisions. Yep. Usually the yep. first piece of information that you've acquired on that subject. Yeah. Um, and and so I I might be, I might be wrong in my interpretation of that, but like, I feel like for me that sometimes manifests, like if I, if I'm seeing a few patients through the day and like, maybe I'm seeing a few knees, like the second knee that I see, I'll be like, oh yeah, I, I, I automatically see what I saw in the other person and automatically give the same exercise I I gave to the last person. Yeah. And I'm always like, I always question myself when I'm doing that. I'm like, Oh, makes you feel bad. This seems like too much of a coincidence here. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Like, um, yeah, and I, and I reckon I see it like a um, fair bit in patients as well. Like yeah. um, they might've, you know, read, they spent five minutes, 10 minutes on the internet and yep. it's the first thing that pops up. And then mm. like, it's, it's pretty like strongly in their head, um, whatever yep. they read. And it's really hard to um, get them to stop worrying about it um seems to be a real focal point um yeah and also like if you're the second physio or or um to treat them um uh which which might become sort of more that authority bias but like sometimes Mm. yeah it's 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 hard to like uh once they've been told one way or you've been told one way Mm. it's hard to suddenly question that because that was your answer and then yeah. you get a bit attached to that, I think. And yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's an emotional attachment rather than like a, you're trying to seek that accurate answer, but it's like, it's just yeah. nice to feel comfortable. Like you finally got an answer, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard, hard to um, be uncomfortable and go, oh, okay, well maybe there's more ways and it's a bit more complicated than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. Like I, yeah, I occasionally get, people that have seen someone else and that's like I definitely make a habit of of asking people um you know when I'm asking about their history and and if they've seen anyone else 
I like I make a habit of asking, oh, what have you had done in the past? Did anything help? And like, you know, often they'll say things that help, and I'm like, uh, I don't reckon it was that was helping, but you know, you got to give give a little and take a little. So sometimes, like, I will I will do things that they perceive to have worked for them in the past. Yeah. Even if I may not necessarily think it's the best thing, I'll try and incorporate in what I think is the best thing, but try and mix mix in a little bit of you know what their beliefs as well because like that's such a powerful driver of outcomes as well as like patient beliefs yeah um, yeah yeah no that's that's um yeah i like that um and i definitely find myself doing that as well the last mm-hmm. one was frame framing um which yeah. i reckon patients running patients in particular are really good at doing they're like mm. so can i run tonight or tomorrow um Whereas you were thinking, oh, I'm not going to let them run for the next week or I feel like they need yeah. to have the next two weeks off. Um, but yeah. suddenly the question's not about whether they're running or not. It's about what day they're running on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying yeah. to force yeah. your hand. They've, in, they've made it a very specific one or the other. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's framing. Like, And I think it can yeah. lead you down this um, path of like, uh, I guess it directs the way that you're thinking and um, – Sometimes yep. you're aware of it. Sometimes you're not even aware of it. Like it just makes you blind oh, to usually. other ideas yep. and other information. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually I, I reckon I, I absolutely know I'm guilty of it is that um, sometimes when I ask questions, I frame the questions. So I give them alternatives where rather than, rather than, you know, framing it quote unquote um, in a more open-ended way. So to try and really, so like, you know, you say, like, oh, I'm guilty of saying things like, um, oh, yeah, so it, it hurts there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, and then they're like, uh, yeah. And occasionally, like, when I hear the hesitation, I pull myself up on it, not not then. I'm like, oh, shit, no, I, I uh, that's that's my bad there. Like, yeah. And you have to, like, you have to leave it, leave it a little bit more open-ended. Yeah, yeah, no, really, so, really, really so good. I, yeah. Patients and, and clinicians, I reckon. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I'm aware of the time. Um, so, like, wrapped um, to have you on again. Um, and I think, um, yeah, you're really good at, like, talking about these. Um, so, I don't oh, know, I don't like, know in, the, in the next few weeks, like, <laughs> even um, try to um, tee up again um, to talk about yeah. a few others because... I reckon it's yeah, worth it because especially when you put a bit of a running spin and a physio spin on it, um, yeah. I think they hit home a little bit more and yeah. and then everyone will have their own like read on this information and be able to um, uh, make it sort of a bit more individualized to them. And yeah, I think yeah. just talking about cognitive biases, um, yeah. yeah, I think needs to be done a little bit more because so often you hear about, oh, this is how you fix patellofemoral pain and there's a podcast on that or um whereas i think um knowing that it's a bit more complicated and yeah i think so that you're more likely to be wary of if you're um a bit blind at the moment and and maybe there's and maybe that's what's holding you back um yeah yeah. hugely yeah yeah i mean i like i just thought of in my head like what's what's the bias where you know, if you're if you're stumped on like something to do with tendons and and your bias is to think, well, what would Jill Cook do? Yeah. <laughs> She's like the, the be all and end all. But oh, like she uh, may not know either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think that's that's a pretty like safe bias. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably not the best example. She's probably pretty 
pretty pretty uh, good example of someone that you can you can trust almost yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah, but I definitely have like a bias with like treating Achilles tendons um, mm. a bit too much, like tendons probably even when I probably should have gone oh far out. That was more a para tendon or oh was, yeah. yeah yeah definitely um, yeah and yep. and probably. Uh, or even recently, I uh, had a patient that looking like it's plantaris. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. And then suddenly the, 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 the whole um, pattern that you typically see as a physio for Achilles just mm -hmm. doesn't fit. But you're still yeah. just pushing on and trying to force, yeah. this, for, yeah. force it to work. And it's like, yeah. you're not listening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of biases. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dave. Um, no yep. worries, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do it again. Yep.